and Bram. Bram is against all odds heavier. Hunter has new wrinkles at the corners of his eyes, although his smile is as boyish as ever. How's Sarah? I say. Is she here? Sarah stayed in Maryland, Hunter says. The homestead is thirty strong and she won't have to migrate. The resistance is trying to get word to her sister. What about Grandpa and the others? I'm breathless and there is a tight feeling in my chest as though I am still being squeezed. Bram and Hunter exchange a small glance. Grandpa didn't make it, Hunter says shortly. We buried him outside Baltimore. Raven looks away, spits on the pavement. Bram adds quickly, the others are fine. He reaches out and places a finger on my procedural scar, the one he helped me fake to initiate me into the resistance. Looking good he says and winks. We decide to camp for the night. There's clean water a short distance from the old mall and a wreckage of houses and business offices that have yielded some usable supplies. A few cans of food still buried in the rubble, rusted tools, even a rifle, which Hunter found cradled in a pair of upturned deer hooves under a mound of collapsed plaster. And one member of our group, Henley, a short, quiet woman with a long coil of gray hair is running a fever. This will give her time to rest. By the end of the day, an argument breaks out about where to go next. We could split up, Raven says. She is squatting by the pit she has cleared for the fire, stoking the first glowing splinters of flame with the charred end of a stick. The larger our group, the safer we are, Tack argues. He has pulled off his fleece and is wearing only a t-shirt so the ropey muscles of his arms are visible. The days have been warming slowly and the woods have been coming to life. We can feel the spring arriving like an animal stirring lightly in its sleep, exhaling hot breath. But it's cold now, when the sun is low and the wilds are swallowed by long purple shadows, when we are no longer moving. Lena! Raven barks out. I've been staring at the beginnings of the fire, watching flame curl around the mass of pine needles, twigs, and brittle leaves. Go check on the tents, okay? It'll be dark soon. Raven has built a fire in a shallow gully that must once have been a stream where it will be somewhat sheltered from the wind. She has avoided setting up camp too close to the mall and its haunted spaces. It looms above the tree line, all twisted black metal and empty eyes like an alien spaceship run aground. Up the embankment a dozen yards, Julian is helping set up the tents. He has his back to me. He too is wearing only a t-shirt. Just three days in the wilds have already changed him. His hair is tangled and a leaf is caught just behind his left ear. He looks skinnier, although he has not had time to lose weight. This is just the effect of being here, in the open with salvaged, too big clothing surrounded by savage wilderness, a perpetual reminder of the fragility of our survival. He is securing a rope to a tree, yanking it taut. Our tents are old and have been torn and patched repeatedly. They don't stand on their own. They must be propped up and strung between trees and coaxed to life like sails in the wind. Gordo is hovering next to Julian, watching approvingly. You need any help? I pause a few feet away. Julian and Gordo turn around. Lena. Julian's face lights up, then immediately falls again as he realizes I don't intend to come closer. I brought him here, 
with me, to this strange new place, and now I have nothing to give him. We're okay, Gordo says. His hair is bright red, and even though he's no older than Tack, he has a beard that grows to the middle of his chest. Just finishing up? Julian straightens and wipes his palms on the back of his jeans. He hesitates, then comes down the embankment toward me, tucking a strand of hair behind his ear. It's cold, he says when he's a few feet away. You should go down to the fire. I'm all right, I say, but I put my hands into the arms of my windbreaker. The cold is inside me. Sitting next to the fire won't help. The tents look good. Thanks. I think I'm getting the hang of it. His smile doesn't quite reach his eyes. Three days.